Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. This time, from Kiev, Ukraine. Yeah, just arrived here. Sorry that I skipped the episode yesterday. It's just that, um, yeah, it turns out that on the train here, uh, internet is really, really shabby. And, you know, cell phone internet is expensive and lags. But um, I made it to Kiev. I delivered your donations where they were supposed to go. The part that's going to go for the drone, anyways. And winter clothing as well. I still have some things that I want to give for the people helping helping civilians on the front line. But, um, but yeah, this has been delivered. And also, I've received a cool hat for it. Check check the post on Twitter or on Facebook page, because now I'm a proud owner of the Ukrainian Army Special Forces cap, which is probably, you know, as cool a cap as one can get. This whole event is going to be a bit more expensive than I imagined, though, because we're getting uh, we're, me and uh, Anthony from Ukraine Without Hype. Uh, go check out that podcast as well. Um, we're going to go first tomorrow to the Belarusian forces in their camp here in near Kiev and then we're taking um taking a car to Mykolaiv why a car because if we wanted to go see those Belarusians then we couldn't make it in time for the bus so we had to rent a car and oh boy I don't want to think about the ridiculous amounts of money that I've spent here it's closing in on about two thousand dollars total spent in expenses but that's what you get if you want to do your war journalism right. You know, survive on the front and get in touch with the military. And we're going to have an interview with the mayor of Mykolaiv as well. So from there, we're going to go to Kherson and everything. But um, those are my problems, and I'm just going to be dealing with them. Thank you to all the supporters um, just right now. Special thank you to everyone who helps out the show and um, is supportive. Because, yeah, your, your money is well spent on, I hope, noble goals. But um, today, I wanted to talk more about, well, mobilization. Third third episode of these. But um, before I get to that mess, because, well, current reports, even from pro-Russian sites, conclude that this is not a mobilization, this is a pizdiet. I wanted to say little things about the events in the front. They also keep happening. They are massive fights in the south. 
uh, Ukrainians are expanding their their foothold, and there are more and more villages being taken every day. It's heavy fighting around Liman, where there is a potential encirclement of a ton of Russian troops uh, hiding in that city. There are only two ro- two roads that lead out of it. They have been captured almost in a bag, and we don't know if they will retreat or not. I am way too tired right now to stay up all night, and I have to wake up too early to follow through the events of this night. But um, looks like we're going to have a massive push by Ukrainians very soon. In the meantime, that's, that's kind of logical since the mobilization and everything. In the meantime, already the the Russian kamikaze drones, which they've gotten from Iran, the Shahids, have been attacking various Ukrainian cities. Seven in total have been beaten down. They have struck administrative buildings in Odessa, which has suffered a lot. And now uh, anti-air and anti-drone equipment is needed for this war to continue and to fight against these drones. And apparently... Israel is going to provide some of theirs because Israel is now taking a more active stance in this conflict, which is, well, very nice and agreeable. But um, the biggest part right now is, of course, the mobilization. Everyone talks about it. And there's a lot of theories that uh, Russians are basically conscripting and mobilizing more ethnic minorities than anyone else. And that is true. That seems true. However, that's probably not because of direct ethnic cleansing. What's happening here is that... um, they're grabbing everyone. They're ignoring all the all the warnings and, and orders about, you know, the military age, the one who the people who are in, you know, called in. They're just grabbing everyone. Even worse than that, in some regions there are there are reports that women have also been grabbed, those with a medical profession. Because obviously all this mass of troops is gonna need um, gonna need doctors to, to treat them. And, well, pro-Russian and pro-war guys are very dissatisfied with this. People are being grabbed and mobilized into protests as well. You know, when protests happen, they also get mobilized. For which, again, again, the pro-war side is not happy because guess what's going to happen when those guys who didn't want to go to the armies for so so badly that they were ready to protest, that, um, you know, they, they get into the front lines and meet the enemy. What's going to happen then? But the worst part is that... Uh, due to lack of equipment, because, you know, Russia lacks a ton of equipment, as you might have heard, their log- their logistics are ridiculously bad. By the way, the kind of the deputy of the Minister of Defense, who was responsible for logistics and, um, well, logistics and everything surrounding the, the rear of the Russian army, he's been fired today. He served 14 years in his post. This general is no longer, it's like, it, it was so bad. And, um, because of this bad, terrible situation, the Russian army basically made a huge list of things which, uh, if you're getting mobilized, which you should take on with you to the recruitment point. Okay, so it included socks and underwear and soap and all sorts of stuff. But people were also encouraged to basically, you know, voluntarily get more stuff for themselves. You know, what to carry to survive because a lot of things are lacking and some people, you know, of the, the the more ideological ones, those guys actually read those pro-war sites unironically and not for news purposes. Yeah, they bought armored vests and they bought special equipment, like night vision stuff and everything. And this this is angering uh, angering the most out of these pro-war um, Telegram channels because it turns out that, um, of course, this being Russia, all this stuff is being taken away from them as non-licensed goods and sold off onto the black market, quite probably to uh, the next group of mobilized people 
who are gonna who are gonna go and join the front lines and bring it straight back to the conscription bureau. Everyone wins. The black market guys, the conscription guys who run the black market. Yeah, you buy stuff, you get you get taken to the office, and then that stuff gets taken away and resold. And instead, in a lot of places, we've also seen um, videos and images that um, the conscripts, the mobilized people, are given rusty, very old equipment, like extremely rusty, and like AKs that will fall apart. And those are AKs we're talking about. They're uh, not 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 the most sophisticated uh, and, and sophisticated tool. They're truly things that um. Well, can endure a lot, but they've been given things that have endured a lot. So there's this underlying theory there that, uh, well, there are problems, and the problems are so huge that they're actually trying to solve them in a way. What's 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 happening here is that um, there's a quota for each region. I, I dig into these quota things. And there was given a quota for each region that they should fulfill. And the quota depends on how many... Uh, how many recruits and contract soldiers you actually have had in your region. The problem is that due to how Russian army works in the Buryat and quite racist way, and those poor regions which are more likely to join the army, yeah, the region, the reason why they're being mobilized so much and so harshly is because their quotas are often higher than in the more prosperous regions, simply because a lot of people, more people, chose their military as their career because that was their only career option. And now it kind of, you know, hurts them more again, because, again, they've chosen this and the region is poorer. And um, the running theory amongst many analysts that I follow and myself is that, um, well, originally, I think, this truly was intended as a more limited mobilization. I really think that Putin and even Shoigu honestly wanted to mobilize only the people with, um, with a military background, who had served before, and all this stuff. So they gave the quotas accordingly to the data that they have. And they apparently expected everyone to follow them. But that didn't happen. Didn't happen because you have a deadline, you have these quotas to fill, and uh, poorer regions where more people need to be mobilized, well, they don't really have um, an option, a way how to fulfill them because they haven't been preparing for mobilization at all. They haven't had the funds or the organization. So they basically grab everyone off the streets. And now they're just opening these recruitment points everywhere in cultural institutions and everything. And they just want to stuff in as many people as possible into these things, which has caused. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Disruptions into uh, a lot of businesses and a lot of factories, including ones that produce, well, strategic strategic uh, goods. Like, there's, there has been an, an order of mobilization of, and, and work has basically ceased in one factory that produces strategic intercontinental missiles. And then Ministry of Energy also stated that he demands that all of his employees, also 100%, all of them go to the front lines. So even Putin is dissatisfied with these results, but he can't appear weak. 
It's a global mess. And because no one has prepared for anything and they all lie to each other. Well, then they lie as usual and this is just hurting Russian economy and hurting all this even more. And the trick here is that currently with lying as, you know, it was supposed to be with this stake method as pro-war terrorism channels call this mobilization, a lot of people who are just completely useless for the army go in and they will die. They will get wounded. They'll lose arms and legs and eyes and everything and it's pretty bad. And, and then no one has prepared for anything or any of this. Of course, this mass of humans will cause issues for Ukraine, which is why I think we should absolutely arm Ukraine even more and ensure that, uh, you know, they're not covered in dead bodies and overwhelmed completely. But it's going to be an issue, however, which is why Ukrainian army needs to focus more and work more. But the mobilization itself, oh boy, it's a mess. And yeah, those governors that lied, lied and cheated and didn't prepare... Well, um, yeah, now they're running into troubles and by Wagner Group and all those, all those guys who take this war seriously on the Russian side. And, uh, well, I'm not sure if this will lead to Putin being routed in any way or form, but there's a massive dissatisfaction among the regional leaders and everything. And, of course, you know, they're now being punished for the thing that they've been doing for years. You know, lying, cheating, getting a lot of, a lot of stuff for free, corruption in all the all the cases it's pretty terrible and of course there are cases of mobilized people punching each other getting extremely drunk in two regions of russia in zabaykalia and in buryatia again buryatia uh, there's now a blanket ban on all alcohol sales since everyone was getting so wasted that that was insane in some regions of course they're uh giving out like in um, in Tatarstan, in the Buddhist regions of Prussia, they're giving out little little Buddhist amulets to the conscripted because they can't give them proper equipment anyways. So, also it seems that everyone's just going to get a two-week training. Yeah, uh, two weeks, and then these people will be sent off to the front and it's going to get pretty heavy for them. And at the same time, people who are actually volunteering and going kind of willingly to this whole, whole mess, uh, yeah, in some cases they've been turned around there's so many things wrong with this that uh, I believe that, well, of course, they're attempting to deal with the chaos, but um, it goes deep, and it's pretty harsh. Oh, and in some regions where people decided that um, it would be totally useless to mobilize, such as Chechnya, they declared that, um, no, 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 we, we're not going to mobilize. Ramzan Kadyrov basically stated that he isn't mobilizing since uh, already in the last regular conscription, Chechnya overdid its plan by 243%. Yes, so Chechnya doesn't even have to mobilize. Ramzan Kadyrov's uh, toy soldiers, TikTok warriors, they're, uh, they're pretty much safe. And also he really doesn't want to go, want to give Chechen people weapons. He dealt with this this way because it's Ramzan Kadyrov and he has a special thing and he doesn't need to obey any in the ordinary laws, even though, if you recall, just a, a bit, just a week ago, just, a, you know, a couple of days ago, Ramzan Kadira was the guy who basically stated about this, you know, self-mobilization thing. Just, you know, to show how hypocritical this whole thing actually is. And um, these guys, I don't know what's going to happen to them. There's a lot of fakes going, out, going around on the internet, such as there's this list of 300,000 300, names. Yeah, that's a fake list because uh, that's just... a your average random combination of, um, well, other databases, if they even exist, because the main reason is that probably those regional offices, which need to now prove loyal and they're grabbing everyone, they, they don't have such lists. They just don't have them, so all that is a bit fake. 
probably uh, more people are going to get, well, they're going to try to mobilize more people. Uh, probably not. That's probably not going to happen either. And Tatarstan, by the way, has decided that they're not going to send any soldiers away from from their region. And, you know, if Chechnya isn't doing a thing and Tatarstan isn't doing a thing and those are two of the most rebellious regions, yeah, it uh, doesn't look very good. At the same time, still massive lines everywhere, like completely everywhere, uh, including in Georgia. And the Georgian border is the kind of the biggest line. About 2,500 cars are now standing there in line because, well, we in the Baltics have our own security concerns because Putin is sending in agents and provocateurs and everyone in. We don't want that. So currently everyone's trying to go through Georgia. And um, turns out they have their own Telegram group and channel. And in this channel, they uh, share various messages among the people in the group, which includes offering to take someone into Georgia with a, with a hot air balloon. Not even kidding. And someone being very, very sad and angry about the fact that he had a, this uh, Georgia's, Georgia's banner on his, car, on his car and the letter Z. And apparently Georgian border control turned you away if you're an obvious Putinoid and uh, a Z fanatic. Then they make you sign papers inside of Georgia in various places which admit that Russia also occupied parts of Georgia and that North Ossetia and Abkhazia should be Georgian territories. And they get very angry about this. Uh, among the among this group, there are messages like, oh, they turned me away for a Z on the car. Well, how about they remember the 2008 when we drove in with them with tanks? How dare they? Uh, yeah, Mr. Russian person, they are doing this because of this whole 2008 thing. And secondly, the, fu the funniest one that I heard was like, that they accuse Georgians of being Nazis for not speaking to Russians in Russian. There have also been uh, messages about, um, well, kind of showing all the gamut of people who are just standing there. There have been messages about, can you drive over this border from which pedestrians are banned on an electric scooter? Many people actually do. There's videos from it. It's hilarious. And uh, yeah, they're also, they're also not really recognizing the fact that um, rubles are not accepted currency in these places. Kazakhstan also has its own issues, but... The amount of fleeing people and people who demand some sort of, you know, caring for them while still posting all this stuff is just ridiculous. A state-sanctioned protest for the mobilization for the support of this war also happened in Moscow, by the way. A lot of people participated, which also just kind of shows you that, uh, yeah, a lot of people still support Putin's policies there. But again, I went off, off in a tangent here. The funniest message that I heard was was this one and i translated this it's, it's quote <clears throat> hey guys what should i do uh i was a bit dumb at one point and shaved a letter z on my kid's head will there be any questions on the border by the georgian border guards will they let us in uh, or should i just shave my kid's head with a lighter yeah because you know setting your i presume t small kid's head on fire to burn off his hair because you don't have anything else at hand that's a smart option Shame for the kid, though, but um, this is what we're dealing here. So, we're going to see how this goes through, because, again, deadlines and all the quotas. And I'm going to be publishing materials from all of my interviews and making more in-depth episodes. We're going to have a long one with, uh, with Anthony here about our experiences on the front lines and everything. But this evening, this evening, it seems that mobilization is just going insane and not at all as planned. And is hurting their economy a lot with the stock with with the stocks plummeting and factories being closed. However, the Ukrainians tell me it's still going to be a massive human wave, and they need heavy weaponry to deal with it. But yeah, that's it for today. 
I'm off to sleep because I have to wake up super early tomorrow to get to the front line, do all the news and stuff. Thank you for all your support. Please, if you can support me, do. It's kind of important now since, oh boy, all these costs. Uh, I also posted the full list, the full bill that I got from the press aid foreign media services here. Yeah, a bit painful. But you know what? I'll manage. Uh, I just, I'm just super thankful that I can even that I could even get here with with all your help and everything. And uh, yeah, being a patron is nice. One-time donations from website also cute, but um, everything's awesome. Just very tired, and I hope that I'll I'll do a good job on my reporting. Happiness is mandatory, comrades. And once again, das vidanje, tvarish.